develop that preference for eating and storing calories when possible and they develop the understanding and preference for those kind of foods and they choose always those kind of foods because they are not used to thinking what they are going to eat they are just reacting to the emotions that they are feeling fatty rich sugary starchy foods packed with calories is the most priming food for your emotions and for the neurotransmitters and hormones that you are going to release in fact studies of young children show that their preference is correlated with calorie density so they are going to look for those kind of foods unless you train them to think more what that kind of food is going to do in their bodies and you start welcome everyone to our episode 36 of our podcast cultivating a new generation in our section of drops of wisdom today we are going to discuss reflect and analyze the book how not to diet by michael greger and we are going to dive deep into the emotions and how they affect our weight or we can lose weight if we start using our emotions in our favor so we have known for a long time that it is more important to control our emotions than the way we are eating in terms of restricting diets we know now that our permissive emotions that are constantly being triggered by stimuli are going to prime you to develop an addiction to certain kind of foods and many times we know that many um, companies food companies use a lot of tricks to uh, hack you from your own metabolic needs and start giving you more calorie dense food so what is happening and why your emotions are so important in terms of the weight that you are putting on or losing living in a, in a society of abundance in terms of food availability and options our bodies minds and emotions are constantly being primed and challenged with several toxic processed foods that we don't seem to understand the permissive effects they have in our metabolism and mental health. Yes, you listen well, your mental health is also being primed by this kind of food. Why? Because sugary foods and processed foods has a lot of toxicity, toxins, and uh, primes your body to release a profile of hormones and neurotransmitters that are going to harness you in the um, not thinking what you are doing and just becoming addicted to certain kind of foods. The key to never have to diet is to know your body as deeply as you can, of course, and that starts with loving yourself. Why has this happened? What is the history? Why have so many people piled up on the pounds and more now coming from this pandemic state. To understand this, we have to look back in time, way back. Here is the key message to understanding these kind of concepts. Obesity is a normal 
bodily response to an abnormal situation. Did you listen correctly? Obesity is a normal bodily response to an abnormal situation. Yes, we are living in an abnormal situation of food abundance, but crap food abundance. The abundance of highly cal calorific and processed foods uh, is now the trending moment. Humans were born to eat, but not that kind of food. For most of our history, we lived in survival mode. Food was scarce and its availability was unpredictable. So what happened in those moments? If you found food, you ate it because you didn't have an option. And if you would hunt out calorie-rich foods in, in particular, you were looking for that long-term energy release of those kind of foods. Thus, humans develop an evolutionary preference for eating and storing calories when possible. But guess what? As I spoke in the episode of epigenetics, which was two episodes ago, I told you that we can reprogram our genes. And that is something that we have known for the past more than 50 years now. So we can reprogram the way we are eating as well. Those store, storing calorie mode was developed in an inbuilt understanding and preference for those calorie dense foods because you needed the long-term release of energy. Humans developed that preference for eating and storing calories when possible and they develop the understanding and preference for those kind of foods and they choose always those kind of foods because they are not used to thinking what they are going to eat. They are just reacting to the emotions that they are feeling. Fatty, rich, sugary, starchy foods packed with calories is the most priming food for your emotions and for the neurotransmitters and hormones that you are going to release. In fact, studies of young children show that their preference is correlated with calorie density. So they are going to look for those kind of foods unless you train them to think more what that kind of food is going to do in their bodies and you start telling them what their bodies really need. They will pick sometimes in terms of just fruits, a banana over berries, and even potatoes over a sweet peach. It may not taste as good, but it has the calories. They are looking for the calories because that's your program. But you can rewire a new program. What was the necessity for millenn millennia is a problem today. So our biology is still built for scarcity, but our environment is a land of plenty of food. Obesity, obesity rates have increased in the last hundred years, but not in a stable, gradual way. Something, something strange happened in the decade of the 70s. Obesity rates suddenly shot up, not just in the United States, but in wealthy developed nations around the world. Why? because these food companies 
the food industry and drink industry would like us to think because we are moving less that we need those kind of density foods. PepsiCo once claimed that if all consumers exercise, obesity wouldn't exist, which we know that that is just plain wrong. A detailed review of scientific literature is clear. Researchers have decisively concluded that calorie intakes is a far bigger problem for obesity than a lack of exercise. So what changed from the 70s to today? The modern food industry is giving us more calories that, than the ones that we need. So let's go back to the 60s, where most food was cooked on your home. But starting in the 70s, technological advances and the manufacturing, preserving and packaging of the food enabled big businesses to prepare and distribute ready-to-eat food more easily. And all of those chemicals that are additives, preservatives, and all of the range of chemistry that they know it can last almost forever, make the food even like plastic many times. Let's take, for example, the Twinkie. Sure, if you wanted, you could prepare in your house a tasty cream-filled cake with natural ingredients though you probably wouldn't do it because you don't have time and that's the best excuse for everything. But in the 70s, manufacturing revolution meant that a Twinkie was available everywhere, almost. For less than a dollar, pretty much everywhere at any time. In short, since the 70s, we have been surrounded by crap. Yes, you heard correctly. Crab food is calorie-rich and processed food. Those are the abbreviation or the fast name that you can associate every time you are being primed to eat that kind of food. Food companies have been producing more calories and we have been consuming them. We have been giving them the pleasure of making them more millionaire. Getting fact as a consequence and also priming our mental health a lot. By the turn off of the millennium, the United States produced 3,900 calories a day for every citizen. A big part of the problem is that healthy produce like canned beans or tomato paste just isn't very profitable for a big business. In contrast, value-added processed products like potato chips are extremely profitable. For example, Frito-Lay, a subsidiary of Pepsi, boasts that while its products account for around 1% of a supermarket's total sales, they may account for 10% of its profits. With 1%, they make 10% in return. It's a rounded business. Today, processed food generates over 2 trillion a year in sales. You heard me correctly, 2 trillion. And we are more sick than ever. And even the longevity rates have been declining. Why? Because we are intoxicating our bodies with this kind of food. Just because we are being primed with emotions 
as I spoke in the episode of perception, if you want to go back to that episode and understand how you are being primed by the visual things that you are seeing. Producers of crap like to make out that the causes of our obesity epidemic are somehow complicated, which is not at all true. It is extremely simple to understand that your body is a hybrid motor system. It works without too much food and it works much better if you start extending the fasting period. That is the real science. Researchers regard self-monitoring as the foundational behavior for weight loss. So what matters most in the weight loss race, let's say, your mind and your will to love yourself more than the emotions that you have been primed to feel. Thank you for listening, for paying attention. If you like this episode, if you stay until the end, please give me a reaction, a like, a comment, even more, a share, and even more, subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I am going to post the link here. And also, stay tuned for Friday long episodes, where I'm going to speak in this next Friday. What is the damage of one of the most important um, drug prescriptions that medical doctors do, glucocorticoids, and what are they doing to your body, to your mental health, and even to your immunity. Thank you very much for your attention. Have a wonderful afternoon, rest of the week, and we will listen to each other this Friday in recorded version and next Wednesday in live. Thank you. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans. If you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merch, visit www.davidortegab.com Remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance, 